Namaste, motherfuckers, and welcome to Tantric Conversation, episode number 49, Ward Harrison. I've known Ward Harrison since the late 90s, I think, when we both used to have a practice space in the uh, Noldy Bakery building when Ted Cox was renting out rooms in there to musicians and me. Um, I had a little room in there and and uh, I don't know who's one night I was living with my parents at the time so I uh, would get drunk and then not really want to go back to their house because uh, I was still in re-entry from Richmond I mean from New York and I didn't have my own place so I would get wasted and be doing other party favors and I wouldn't want to go home sometimes I would just go over to my practice space and act like I was doing something over there and on one of those occasions I heard some saw a light on heard some talk and over in the corner was uh, another practice space and in there I found Ward and Ricky Tubbs and they were in there solving all the world's problems and I joined them and we created a brain trust in which we talked about all manner of things including the brilliance of Bob Pollard and Guided by Voices and I can't remember which one of them hadn't heard them at the time but one of them was new to it and uh, there was much effluvia around that going on but Ward is uh, he's a, a guy that I have I've continued to cross paths with like that like I would just run into him somewhere we would wind up in New York at the same time or we'd wind up at some bar at the same time and I don't know it was just always one of those things and then we would often partay together partake or partay whatever but uh I don't know he's uh part of my caress I guess and uh or my quartet I've been reading the gunslinger again that's a that's a Stephen King thing but I like the guy, and uh, he's he's been around for a while. He's been in some other bands. He's been in the Hackensaw Boys um, for a long time now, and uh, in this podcast, he he uh, updates us on that. Uh, speaking of updating, I totally fucked up. I meant to have this podcast out before they did that Los Ramones show at Insuboca, but I'm, hopefully they'll do it again, and it went well. But I, I my shit was all behind schedule. I skipped a week, so I'm sorry about that. Ward. Um, and anyway, uh, this is, uh, what else? Hackensaw Boys. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was in, uh, Van Heusen, which is a Van Halen cover band. That was one great night. I remember they played with Brown Sabbath at some ba- place down in the bottom. It's pretty awesome. But Ward's a good guy. I also knew his sister Emily when I lived in New York and, uh, also a good gal. And just like the Harrisons, like them, dig them, backing the Harrisons for them. And uh, Ward and I had a real fun, caffeine-fueled uh, conversation. I believe there's a song in there and other sorts of fun. It's just a uh, total freestyle uh, there. I don't know what we talk about. I'll, it would be as much of a surprise to me as anyone else when I listen to it again. It was a good time. And uh be looking out for the man. He's in town now. He's back from New York. And... Uh, I'm sure he's aiming to misbehave, so help him with that. And with that, uh, I'll pass. So uh, that mic is is weird over there. I don't know where. Don't let's sit get, on let's get a corner. Let's get a corner. Oh, come on. Sit down. I'm telling you. That's, but that's like a weird uh, room okay, mic. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It's the MXL. You got it off axis on purpose. Is that? No, I, I just like I can't tell which side of it. It seems like all sides of it are picking up, but but now no, you got some feedback going. It's gonna be that one. It's ungrounded. Fuck with the connect a little. And like a computer thing, or is it? No, man. I don't have the uh, audio on over here. It's just that's a. I guess that's just a, a fucking room mic. But I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, large diaphragm. It's yeah. gonna get everything. Bring it in closer to you. That way, it'll I can turn it down, and it doesn't have to be. So what? That what is this? What is this you're reading? We on? We rolling? Yeah. Kinsaburo OA. Kinsaburo OA. OA. That's the writer. Japanese fiction. Crazy kid I knew in college. Jason. Jason can't remember his name. He uh, 
used to break into our house and uh well, we'd wake up uh with him over our bed trying to get us to drink with him he was insane <laughs> jason williams no not a jason i can't remember his name anyway J- japanese fiction it's awesome and we were talking about murakami earlier so i'm i'm di- this is this is uh phase two of popular commercial japanese literature study and murakami he's the wind-up bird he's wind-up bird guy there's um he's uh he was uh he wrote a book on running uh something i can't remember i read about three or four of them it's fun a book about running. intrigue for, he, he he gave up drinking and drinks uh and uh, he gave up drinking for uh drinking and smoking uh-huh. for uh toothpicks and running he says murakami something like that Toothpicks and running, huh? So the, I get the toothpicks are the uh, oral fixation part from the sure. cigarette, and the sure. running is the uh, endorphin thing, uh-huh. except it's, um, yeah, it's sustainable. Yeah, man. It's something about nucleotides. I don't know. That's going to be the theme of this. We, the, the, theme of the theme of the show, we should call this theme of the show uh, name dropping and nucleotides. Yeah, like, uh, you know, half, half pedantic, di- uh, didactic, uh, <laughs> didactic, uh, half known, remembered, or educated horseshit. Um, name drop what you can while you can. We're here to celebrate Richmond. We're here to celebrate yeah. my return to Richmond. Yeah, that is uh, that is an auspicious occasion. And where are you returning from? Uh, I, was, I was fumbling around like a like a dick in the dark uh, in New York City for about two years. That's you know? what everybody does it goes there from here. Oh yeah, unless they're your sister and they have a real career thing going on. Right, she was yeah, or a sugar daddy like my old man who basically set her up, and you know, uh, it was just like it was just like girls. Oh shit! Life is just like girls, um, <laughs> and actually, that's a complete lie. My sister did it all on her own. My dad didn't have a dime to give. Well, the her. dad has to hook the girl up because if she gets desperate, you know, she might end up in Times Square. You know, so wait, if, I thought if, but if, you if, want to be in Times Square. That's right next to where, you, where the actresses are. The old Times Square. <laughs> Right, like end up, dad's, she'll end up hanging out with the present day Ramones. Right, Dad's concerned that if he doesn't uh, support the daughter, she's going to turn to let it be know, known the, that my the sister, oldest profession. My sister um, achieved everything that she achieved all on her own. She's a badass. She did. She went up there. She was interning at a publishing house for a while, and then she got a real job. And like <laughs> she worked at TVT Records. She worked at uh, St. Martin's Press. She worked at Gap, which was of course Old Navy and I mean, all the, the whole conglomerate stuff. And uh, she does freelance now, and now she sells Brooklyn Be- uh, Brooklyn Beach. Here's begins the name drop in Brooklyn Beach, I believe dot com, and it's uh, my sister and her friend Marie Fedowitz, who's also from oh, Richmond. Oh, really, Marie and, oh, and Marie are working together. Now. It's uh, they're conquering uh, the small business world. Of, wow, yeah, it's pretty dope. So they're partners. Uh huh. And they got fragrances, and they make blankets with little pockets in the corners so you can stuff sand in them, and uh, they don't oh, fly yeah, away. Yeah, little, yeah, yeah. they're badass. They're it's um, you know, this really nice sturdy linen, all stitched, and uh, fragrances, hair products. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wouldn't say beauty products, but lefty hippie boutique kind of stuff. Lefty hippie boutique. Um, let's just say that uh, Emily is. Uh, She's smart, and she goes she goes through the Hamptons a lot. You know, uh-huh. she goes up to Montauk, and she goes, excuse me, out to uh, Long Island, surfs a lot, uh, and she's seen some of the some of the shops in there. You know, right, the, uh, right. the uh, it's the Grove Avenue shops, but they're at the right. beach. You know, we, right. we all we all know them. Yeah. And, uh, so yes, they're doing. But doing their good. own version of that, huh? Yep, and dropping stuff. Well, selling in those stores. And I remember Marie was doing faux finishing up there. She's, uh, she's done yeah, with that. She, yeah, no, not she's not done. Still she's doing a, that. She gets big jobs. She gets big jobs and stays busy. But you went up there to just to, like I went up there because I was homeless. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was I, and um, and uh, I had some work. And there were you know there's there's music there's playing mm-hmm. up there. Sure. Uh, and I had an upright bass with me, so I was doing that. Working at New York Theater Workshop, doing uh, set building, set building, and de- and 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 dism- dismantling. Um, and then, you know, I was on tour a bunch, so I didn't really need a home. And uh, then, uh, quit the, uh, the other news, this is not the name, this is the nucleotides portion. This is uh, on tour with the Hackensaw Boys? Yeah, Are you yeah. you about to say that you quit Hackensaw Boys? I quit Boys? January, uh, uh, January 3rd. No, right on. Or I was fired. I'm not really sure. You have to, it depends on who you ask. Fire me, I quit. Any band that would have me as a member, I wouldn't be caught dead in. What was I doing for the last seven years? Eight seven years. years. Who started that band anyway? Tom Peloso. Another right. name dropping. Yeah, is this, yeah. this is Tom Peloso, the yeah. man, the legend. The, right. uh, excuse me. 
I have like an amphibian in my in my epiglottis. Oh, I, I can't tell. I can just tell that there's a very inconsistent <coughs> level of output coming from you with a lot of spiking. Oh, I'm it's spike. inconsistent. Yeah. You say the sweetest things. You got you got, you got me compressed. Do you have me on radio compression? Yeah, to the degree that I know how to fucking use that. Oh wait, no, maybe I should put it on. That'll save. Yeah, it wasn't on. Okay, maybe that'll help. Yeah, that's gonna smooth me out. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> like that. I got it. All right, we're gonna have to start over. Yeah. Uh, this is part well, Tom, of. Hey, hey, uh, uh, stay, stick to the script here. Tom, right. Pelo- Tom Peloso started hacking Soul Boys. Uh, yeah, and King Sour, uh, bass player, um, all things sort of Svengali musician. He was awesome. Gosh, uh, Richmond bartender, upright bassist, and chigger to uh, um, like side man to Isaac Brock in. Uh, What's yeah. his last name? Isaac, whatever. I don't know, but Mo- Modest Mouse. That guy. Yeah. That, that yeah. sub-pop Modest Mouse guy. Yeah, I went and saw him uh, at, at Bowery Ballroom, and he got my ass backstage with, there was like quite a crew back there. I met, Johnny, I met Johnny Marr backstage right? with those Johnny guys. Johnny Marr was back there. What a nice fella. Unbelievable. Heath Ledger was back there, and David Cross, and... Uh, it was a real motley. Oh, and, and um, name dropping. We're playing. Yeah, we're name dropping. We're gonna fucking name drop. Let's name drop. Jay Maskus was there too, um, and I was making an ass out of myself. No. Awesome. Oh yeah, can you believe it? No. Yeah, I was. I was uh, in my cups and and many other things that at that time. I think he was ruining the day that he let me back there. But, oh, uh, no, he used well only if only not only because if you were stealing his spotlight for uh for. Well, he was uh, witty, noisy, and sort of monopolizing the the room kind of personality. And I can see I can see you being that guy in in, in I learned four star. From, I learned it from watching those Waynesboro guys. Though they fucking taught it to me. They totally uh, yeah? did. Yeah, like I used to go over there and hang out with Daryl and Kyle and uh, and Bruce and Kenny and Chris Crane mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. when they lived on Cary Street. Mm-hmm. And, and and at any moment, somebody would just decide it was time to throw the coffee table through the window. And I thought that was that you know high art there. I had to be involved in that <laughs> shit. I never, I never did shit like that until I hung out with those guys. Huh? I guess maybe that's why I also had an affinity with them because that's that was a significant portion of my my teen years was that silly. Do you remember that uh, fat narcoleptic crack smoker guy named Bobby that used to hang out with them? That he would he would come over to their house and he would just. Just knock. You just pass out in the corner, and it yes, starts, I, I I didn't spend. I knew I knew who he was. Start stacking yeah. shit on him, and one time, <laughs> like Kenny Wagner came over there, and he was passed out in the corner, and he put a lampshade on his head and started shooting baskets in the lampshade, like crushed up beer cans, and then they put a record on his head, stacked that with a, uh, <laughs> a bunch of beer cans, and then Kyle started shooting the cans off with a BB gun the whole time. The guys just passed out in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they would also. Yeah. Those, those clowns uh, would also <laughs> host uh, Buzz Oven when Buzz Oven would roll through yeah. town. Mm-hmm. Those um, self-lacerating masochist well, sadists, sadist masochists. Yeah, well, they lived here for a while. Uh, yeah. I think Kirk was living with Kyle over there and, and Ashley or something That's over right. there, that same, and the other house on Floyd. But yeah, those guys. Those were, you know, they didn't seem so, I guess they're pretty dark. It didn't seem quite as dark as it does now. It's a little those, bit those of dark Allen days. and a little bit of uh, uh, amateur wrestling uh, juicing, you know, <laughs> like learned from Jeff Clayton from Anti-Scene, a little bit of the, you know, which he got from the, I don't know if it's GG or if it's pro wrestling. It's a little, because he's involved in both, but or the old. I don't know. You know, it's this, there's this tireless, um, ironic questions of irony, you know, is Jim, is Jim, is unknown Henson for real? I mean, what's going on? Right, it's right. just, it's like, where does the myth end and the real life begin? Does it at all? Some people I can pull that off. Right, right. I kind of got to have a job. Yeah. You know? I kind of got to, I like to have a job. It's only so long at our age anyway, you can get away with that shit before you actually start becoming that guy that's sitting there with the cardboard sign. I'm going to be jacked from that, by the way. That's strong. That's strong coffee. I poured it before it was I'm, finished. I'm drinking out of a mug that's it's got a 57 coupe, 57 Chevy on it, yellow, and it says Dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, the coffee inside is a double, triple dose. Yeah, it's Kirkland special, too. Yeah. <laughs> you got the shakes? Well, I do, yeah. I have, I have a snack bar with me somewhere. I might have to You might need that. to even out. I think we've got some, <coughs> we might have some booze downstairs. If you nah, nah, nah. I don't like yeah. to drink in the daytime. Good. Let's schedule a line somewhere. Right, so Hack and Saw Boy. I don't know. That was um, Tom, Tom started that after Chigger, and Chigger was like a smaller, one of the first kind of bands of guys who were really doing punk and experimental 
rock and all kinds of shit like that to decide they want to do bluegrass and folk. And you talking about Tom and coming and first Chigger and then well, but yeah, but don't forget Kink. Like you know, Tom has always sort of played that. He didn't. He didn't grow up in that uh, in that tradition like a lot of people do. Like a lot of friends of mine who their families the taught mountains. them fiddle. You know, their dad dad taught a mandolin or something. Right. Or, but um, but he's definitely around it, and he was always into that stuff. I mean, he was he, he was the guy who had the gig in any time that was going on because he was the dude with the upright bass. Well, wasn't he the first? I mean, like Chigger was like the first band of this peer group of dudes that around VCU to be an acoustic. Like sure, sure, alt. Sure, that was uh, ninety four, five, six, seven, right? Maybe five, six, seven, eight, something like that. Yeah, pre, pre, alt, alt, pre, alt, alt. Um, but don't forget, man, that kind of stuff. Those bands, um, especially when you get uh, get west of here, are have been going on for years. Like Mm -hmm. every group of ne'er do well, uh, maybe grew up on old time or not, uh, rock and rollers have been putting together old time bands. I mean, the new grass thing in the seventies, you know, Sam Bush, oh, and, yeah, yeah. they were all rockers, you know, they're that. listening to the band and right. jamming on, you know, right, uh, right. Yeah. I mean, you got songs from the big pink and, and like basement tapes and yeah, lots of, Dylan, you know, yeah. all those guys yeah. were rock Back and rollers and, and right. then, and then sort of carved their own sort of old time thing. So it's, I'm not, uh, I'm not taking anything away. Tom, Tom Pelosi is awesome, awesome guy. Too, uh, too beautiful. But okay, for me, from my perspective, in VCU around here at the time, was the first person, our first group of guys that I sure, knew that, sure, that had been, absolutely. You know, they went the opposite. They wouldn't go. For, they went from electric to that was fun. Um, Who was it? It was Rob Whitaker. Rob, no, not Rob Whitaker. What's the other guy's name? Worked at Plan Nine Glasses. Uh, wasn't he? It was Daryl Tom. Uh, Drummer from Kings, Matt Boyle. Boyle. Yeah, and um, Ted Boyle. Some guy. Yeah, he played. I don't remember. I'll be honest shit. with you. I'll be yeah. honest with you. There's, it's so blurry. Because right. uh, we'll going, 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 going over to Greg, <laughs> going over to Greg Pelosi's house where Tom lived, right mm-hmm. there behind Comfort on uh, when right. nobody, you know, he was one nobody of four in people Jackson, that in, right. in two or three blocks, folks. Excuse me, people. Uh, that no human beings were living. <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> Actually, you know that's wild. When you think about it, half those buildings were empty. There was a lot of empty. well, they were squats. Empty during part of the time, and then uh, full of cracks. Officially the empty. The they were. Yeah, yeah they nobody, had, nobody really lived there, right? Um, but uh, it's it's yeah. There was I was I was impaired the late nights that I'd go over and hang out with them practicing. Right. Was, At that, he was living with Greg in that house that Greg renovated. Bartend in quotation marks. Bar- Bartend, he did right on either side Some of the microphone. Quotation shit. <laughs> um, in there, Greg Pelosa, another. He's 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 own, he's an owner. He owns homes in in Lynchburg, Virginia. Yeah. Uh huh. He didn't. He well, this is a lot of fucking far afield shit we can get into. But didn't he and Skillet buy some property together? Or something, or he bought property with somebody. I cannot comment on the um, alleged partnership (laughs) of alleged partnership of Skillet and Mister Mister. All right, but you, your musical fucking history. I I think I first encountered you when in the Van Halen cover band Van Houston, which we will be playing again in New York City sometimes. Right, it's going to happen before there's one of the one of the married fellows is going to have a kid, and we've got to do it before then. Right, right. Van Heusen, and then you got into Hackensaw Boys. And- because of Van Heusen, actually. That was right. my tryout. Yeah, yeah. That was They saw Van Heusen and were like, we think you'd be great for, for the Hackensaw Boys. And the Hackensaw Boys all originals, or is it covers? I don't even know. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, you know, it's, it's 60, 80% original on any given night. With lots of, you know, lots of old time, some country. That bluegrass shit is a way to sell out without selling out. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's so genre specific, and we were. But the, 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 look, the truth be told, the Hackensaw Boys are not a bluegrass band. They're definitely right. bluegrass elements. There are tunes that that were uh, that we played that they played that are bluegrassy, but they're so, they're a song band. They're like you know, it's it's again, it's uh, even for the old timiest of the. I mean, the one steeped probably the most in the present lineup, I and mean, that's not true. As 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 steeped in the old time tradition as Ferd is, even his songs are catchy and poppy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's about tunes. That's what. But you get to keep your credibility of sorts. You know, like whatever credibility. You're hey, look. The only to. reason the only reason I was doing it is because I didn't have to haul an amp and a, 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 right, and a pedal board anymore. Right. One guitar. Thank you. A hollow instrument is. Lighter. That's really the only reason I yeah. did it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's but like you get to you get to do this shit. You get to keep whatever credibility is, and you also get to appeal 
to like the kids that have money that are in college that'll pay to go see the show. <clears throat> festy kids, all the dirty, yeah. dirty feet, the dirty feet, dime-eyed right. festy kids. Right, the hippie, the hippie wigglers. Uh, you know, that we we always did. That's the name of the game, merch, because nobody's. You know, you gotta you've got to make your money in front of people. That's you know the hell with the music. Look, look, another. This is a short tirade, I promise. Um, but music is free. I don't care what David Lowry tells you. Right, bless his heart for him fighting the good fight. It's music is free, and in order to make a living at it, you got to go out and you got to play. And you yeah, want to go out and you want you want to make a living at it, go out and play. That's right. And and, 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 you know, you can, if you're lucky, you can get a tie into a TV show and that's mailbox money check. Bing, that's awesome. You know, get good management, but man, no, don't cry that nobody's just got a 20 year old song or 30 year old song. Go in front, play in front of people and take the um, dime eyed, dirty feeted, uh, dirty feeted, not fetid, like stinky, but you know, their feet are actually dirty because it's, yeah. Anyway, you know, and uh, look, man, <laughs> plus it's, plus it's not, it's, yeah, that was. It's fun, man. Playing out's fun. If you don't like to play out, then maybe you should consider starting a laptop uh, electronica band. You know, and it's this is a beat that has I've hit many times in this like podcast with different musicians, and and you said you volunteered it. Is that I mean, this is a change in the fucking paradigm, and it was a paradigm that only existed for about 30, 40 years that there was like recorded music being sold on plastic discs, whether they were vinyl or they were. Uh, Compact discs. But prior to that, you fucking toured. Maybe you could get publishing from the sheet music. Like sure, which is huge. Publishing is huge. Right. You can't discount publishing. But you know, like it's but this idea that you could get to write a song and and really and, and then a company is selling a plastic disc that they put artwork on and they ship all over the country and all of these. Look, things, I'll know. be honest with you. I think uh, just like I think the golden ages of Hollywood. I think it would have been magical to be alive during the big studio right. times, man. Capital and and mm-hmm. you know and having your you know I mean the Bobby Soxers for 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 uh, Sinatra were no different from um, right. the kids that showed up at Woodstock, man. They're a bunch of kids. It's it's right. it's, it's a youth market um, that had staying buying power up through their you know into their thirties. And, but man, that's such a such a beautiful paradigm. It's it made the stuff of legend. It made the, uh, you know, the 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 big legendary from from back then, like your Sinatras and your you know your jazz singers and your Ellas and your Billie Holidays. But also up through, I mean, it made your fucking Elton John. Those people were their fucking asses. They're massive, be huge personalities. And the cool thing about that paradigm is also you had your Armet Artigan who was you know making ludicrous amounts of money on you know whoever and then was you know so he could go out and look for the led zeppelins the noisy you know that was going to change music you know he literally literally were losing so much money on everything they were the small acts that were just hemorrhaging money but they were being fed by these gigantic sellers back Mm -hmm. then that's a beautiful paradigm i mean it's 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 the stuff of legend you know it's the stuff of i'm not talking about that part i'm just talking about the commerce part of it that like you know, before there was this, the recording industry, which is started in the what the forties or the, the actual- recorded music was now recording music. There were recorded music in the, the, in, indus- the ter- the in, the, in the turn in World like- War One. When a lot of that technology actually All right. That's helps. Right, 78s, right? Those are 78s, and they're the waxy, acetate uh, okay. really brittle. And those were in the twenties. A lot of the, the, the stuff that uh, you know, the old time music that that I didn't grow up with, but that I've kind of fell into is on you know super scratchy old transfers of discs that are from the 20s mm-hmm. you find occasional things in the teens i don't know much about it before that but most of the stuff is it's it's and it's everywhere by the 30s but musicians before that they sang for their supper and they played and there's and they yeah, toured, it's crazy to think about a time that where there was no recorded music right there was just sheet music i mean if you That's, walked into a yeah. sheets Right, you know, go under you the big thing and you to get some gas. You know, you, back then, you know, if you were going to sheets back then, you you wouldn't I hear people were still sitting doing, on the dock of the bay. You no, just instead you had somebody sitting. They had busking. <laughs> there was some fucking guy sitting in the parking lot with a, you know a ukulele. Willie and the Poor Boys, man. Right, that's right, down on the corner. There's, I guess, there's always somebody who's trying to you know fill up the air with with music, but. I mean, and I guess the point is that, like, if you are using music as an attraction to sell advertising, that everybody, the people who are part of that, should get their piece. But, uh, you know, it it really makes you look bad to bitch about that. I'm know? for it. I'm for yeah. I'm making a living in any way you possibly can in music, whether that means uh, selling a, you know, being the uh, the Black Keys and selling uh, more automobiles in uh, 2011 than, oh, jeez, than, uh, well, I don't know. Wild Side GTO 
It's just, it's, yeah, it's just not relevant to me anymore when it gets to that level. I don't have a problem with those guys making money like that, but I don't want to hear that music anymore. Like when the Black Keys come on my iPod, that's what I it the visions it. Comes. Oh, there was a book in New York City yeah. on uh, how to uh, how to start a start a hipster bar, and that was you know low level lamping uh, light, light uh, some From white subway store. tiles, white subway tiles, preferably with a step down in an old neighborhood, no windows, no clocks. And, um, you know, $15 cocktails shaken by a curled, mustachioed, very dapper, sartorially dressed, uh, uh, tight-panted hipster kid. It was a, yeah, man, it was, it was, man, all you had to do was put on the black keys, and that was in your... All, us 40-somethings um, really, like, we got a problem with that. The uh, problem then that we are constantly going there, or that we have... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know... It, I mean, the thing, the, the idea, and I, I think I said this when I was talking to Joanne, that... All of us were trying to do our, really trying to do our own thing. And we, we didn't, I don't think any of us like in our 20s and lock, really locked into a uniform around here. Like there was variations on a theme, but nobody was going, seeing a thing in a magazine and saying, I want to look exactly like that. Like, you know, well, unless the magazine thing. was that uh, that pixelated uh, newsprint maximum rock and roll, which you could barely. Right. Do you remember? I mean, like pre, pre, pre-cell phone, yeah. pre-internet, you would literally call. Like, the news. People would call. Your house, and be like, hey, no cell phones. Call the the rotary dial phone with the twenty five foot cord in the kitchen. Hey, we're coming through town. Can we play at your house? Yeah, sure. That's awesome. Where are you from? Oh, you're from Boston. We're going to be in Boston. They yeah. come down. You you play second. They play first. Pass the hat. There's you know beer. They crash at your house. That was how you did it. They do that right there. That house that you. You know what? It's still going on. They actually charge like bands come and play there and just <laughs> charge them. You know, kids seven bucks to come in. And see a show. Ooh, they're char- well. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, fine. Sure. But they got a little. I think they had some unruly punk rock kids come in there because they were trying to knock some them. ruffians. Yeah, they, some out of towners. I came home. I don't know if they're out of town, but I came home and one of them was across the street trying to knock the lock off this uh, vacant building over here. Uh, he, you know, there were like two guys watching him, and he had a brick, and he was trying to knock the uh, hinge off the door or knock the padlock off. And I said, "Hey, man, the people who own that house live right next door." You want to knock that off? And uh, he said, oh, I guess I'll go home then. <laughs> and went back. Wow, he was like such a disappointing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he could have at least thrown the brick at me or something, <laughs> but he just kind of slunk off. And, uh, <laughs> and it, it turns out that um, those guys really caused some shit in that house last time, like busted up things, wrecked the house. So they haven't, I don't think they've had one. Yeah. And I've yet to talk to him. Actually. Well, I talked to I him. Like I said, when you gave me the wrong address to come over here, so I went sorry. over and I and I uh, introduced myself as the... Uh, the bearded yokel and said, "Hey, what uh, house number is this?" And they looked at me like, uh, <laughs> like I had asked them some quantum physics question. You know, it was awesome. I communicate with them through Byron McReynolds. Oh, I thought I, I thought you were going to say grunts and head nods. No, I, I talk to Byron and I tell him tell him what I. Who's, want. who's Byron? He's a guy around here. He's like a bike delivery guy, and he's been, <laughs> he used to hang out a hole in the wall all the time. I don't, I don't even know what his whole story is. I just know him and. Uh, and like I put some comment on Facebook, and he spoke up for him. He's like, "Yeah, that's Cedar House." So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, tell me, you're you're active on the Facebook thing, you yeah. know? You're, you're active. You're good. You're good about it. I, 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 I'm weaning myself. I don't really. It's not a. It's not a daily thing. And uh, I'm, I I wouldn't say it's kind of like drinking. I wouldn't say that I'd like to give it up entirely, but I would like to say that I would like to manage it. Uh, yeah. Like a responsible adult. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and and face, <laughs> Facebook is. Ah, it's, it's man. It's frightening. For the, all, all of you out there you who think you don't have, I'm trying to get there. Yeah. Who uh, who think you don't have a problem? Tally up the hours you spend on Facebook a day. You'd be astonished. Yeah, it's it's a compulsion for sure for me. I don't take it as seriously as I maybe do. Well, it's just it's just strolling the park. It's the forum. It's the right. it's the promenade. It's who's out and about after brunch on Sunday. And uh, but that I think you should reserve that for um, after brunch on Sunday. I have a need to run something up the flagpole and see who see who salutes. Yeah, yeah okay. I do. But uh, I don't take I don't feel like uh, managing my image on there anymore. You know, like doing that. Okay, I need everybody to see that things are cool, or that I am successful, or that I have a relationship, or or people like me, or whatever. I'm not I'm not operating in that. And I was for a little while, like about five years ago. I I was really trying to manage my image through Facebook. And, hmm. You know. Taking, okay. Yeah. Well, you know that there's a great you got a great career in there if you're good at it because uh, so many people, of course. I mean, you, you think that Zoe Deschanel is actually doing her Facebook posts? Oh hell no. Uh, so there's and probably the person in charge of her um, 
probably has several clients that he or she. Oh yeah, is. there are people that tweet for people and they're tweeting. That's that, yeah, you, so. You, so so if you were felt, felt like you were that's you know, that's always a career possibility oh, no, for t- you. I'm not talking about something successful. I'm talking about something paranoid and compulsive <laughs> or narcissistic or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Nobody's no. Why isn't anybody um, pe- um peeking in uh, and being a voyeur into my house that I'm trying to shut the 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 blinds on? Right. Right, it's it is quite the the uh, paradox or whatever. But what is your musical like history? Like, what's your your uh, musical family tree? Like, if you had to sum that shit up in a, mm. a folksy anecdote, mine would be uh, mine would be um, heart pine. It would be a heart pine family tree. It would be old oh, growth, oh, long like leaf, that. long leaf Georgia pine. Yeah. And it would be really resiny. And uh, where does Van Heusen fit into a heart? <clears throat> Hey, is that for, the um, resin, the sap? <laughs> uh, it's the sharp edge that you can get on it with milling machines. It's the sharp edge. Um, the buzz no, sound, I, the you know, sound. Uh-huh. we are. What is? You know, I don't want to talk about music. Music okay. is a drag. Music is music is awesome. All right, I love music, and it's a drag, man. It's, it's like you know, it's not even the dancing about architecture thing. Um, I can say. Oh, well, I'm not asking you to talk about music. I'm asking you about your uh, the. My path. lineage, the my path. path, yeah, yeah. Like, like, how did you get to where you're? Like, I'll just say, I'll just say, I like, was a totally adequate music student in music school until so you I went to music school. Went to, yeah, totally, totally got by and uh, sang a bunch, and then uh, where'd you go to music school? Uh, Radford and and James Madison. What Radford. made you go to music school? Like, you were you in were you in oh, yeah. band in high school? I was. Oh yeah, can't you tell, man? I'm a singer. What did you really? That's, you were. In, <laughs> I, was like, a, the I was I was in choirs. Yeah, you were in, in the choirs. Glee club. No, I was Please. never gleeful. I was actually very, I was pretty, pretty despondent. Um, but uh, I was never gleeful. Um, I always uh, preferred to hang out with the uh, the the Morrissey uh, Morrissey and Cure girls as opposed to the uh, the metal girls that I used right. to lust after. Um, so were you? But you were singing in the choir in high sure, school. Sure, uh-huh. I was in the choir in elementary school. Did you do piano musical? lessons? That whole playing musical theater. God, for crying out loud! No, there was no glee. I promise, there was no glee. It was very quiet, and and, and it was. I think it was, there's a, a, something in the closet there. Uh, so I'm trying to get out. So mm-hmm. I've been I've been stamping out. You know, it is true. I can't dance, and I, that's that's part of. I understand that's part of a personality um, underdevelopment problem. I've been told. Really, not being able to dance. Yeah, or not getting the uh, the charge out of dancing because you feel so conspicuous. Am I making this up? I think I'm. Making no, it up. I, well, I think. I mean, it's true. I think there's definitely truth to that. If you can't uh, get over yourself enough to just like let you know, go, yeah, just then be free. That is going to express itself a lot of other ways. You're going to be <clears throat> constipated in a lot of other ways, and that's, that's you're also going to expect others to behave that wow, way. Wow, so this gonna, is a breakthrough. Thanks. This is yeah, a breakthrough. That's, yeah. that's awesome. I, well, I, I, I never thought of it. Come on, you know. It's. I mean, it's like if you can't, if you can't let it all. Do you hang dance? Out, Are you a dancer? Um, and it, yes, because I have. Dance. I am, but I haven't had the occasion to do it in front of anybody in a while. But I actually went to Cotillion. I oh, yeah. won a couple of uh, <gasps> ribbons doing the jitterbug and uh, the merengue. Believe it or not, when I was uh, a, a tubby adolescent, and um, I did four years of Cotillion, like the whole junior assembly thing um, in at down Cotillion. Now that's that's the, the, your Catholic thing, right? No, it's an old South thing. Old Southern thing. It, well, it comes out of the the British, I think. Like it's like it's the, it's the debutante coming out kind of thing, right? right? You get trained for uh, you get you pick up the skills to go to state events or debutante parties or whatever where they're going to have dancing. There's going to be a receiving line, you know, weddings, oh, yeah. any kind of a thing like that. You learn how to handle yourself. Everybody from the country club will be there, <clears throat> right? And and yet we were. Were you a country club kid? I was you, not. No, I grew up here. Yeah, but where where here? Churchill. Oh really? Yeah, like where I live now, but uh, over on Grace. So my our, my mother grew up in Windsor Farms and had done all of this shit and had a debutante like a coming out party, and uh, although we grew up like Stand by Me meets Boys in the Hood in this neighborhood, like playing in alleys and abandoned houses and fucking around down the river. And when I hit twelve or thirteen, she decided you have to start going to Cotillion. So my cousin Pierce and I started going up there. Um, and we were the only kids who went to a school. She was going to, she was going to, uh, polish you out a little bit, polish you up a little bit. Right. And, and I guess she didn't really see the, uh, disconnect <laughs> there coming from Henderson middle school to go to Cotillion, but, uh, we felt it when we went there and it was, uh, it was extremely rough the first two or three years, like just really like 
stressful as shit. Like I couldn't eat. It was like I was being marched to the fucking gallows every other Saturday night when I had to go up there. And really, and I was the guy like traumatic. Oh yeah, they start with two lines. There's boys on one side of the room, the girls on the other side of the room, and they play the grand march. Like there's this shitty old man band up on the stage that are, you know, in in like still in the seventies gear, even though it's the eighties, and they're playing some combination of like. I don't know, big band and whatever. It's a weird amalgam of stuff. And you, they play the Grand March, and we we march towards the stage, and whatever girl and guy meet in the middle, that's your first dance partner for the night. And I would look across the room. How terrifying. <laughs> Just like... Well, here's the bad part, is the girls be across the room counting back to see... Oh, yeah, sure, the rating with, and then and moving. Then <laughs> well, but see... So I was always that guy. But, that the, it, but then there can be a double cross, too, when you're like, you, you figure out with a guy, you're like, and then you move at the last minute, you know? Like, yeah. aha, gotcha. Right, right. But it was, it was a real psychological trial. terror? How, uh, what, what age is 14, is that what you said? Started when I was like 13. And 13. then... Maybe 12. It it was pretty, like, there were three or four years of it. But my freshman, I mean, my freshman year of high school, I actually had been sent to parochial school. I started going to Marymount. And then it was great. Like, I already knew everybody, and I went up there, and it was, like, fun on a... Because you had already had experience with them and could tell well, you. Well, now I was one of them. You were, sort oh, okay. Of. You like, passed the test. I wasn't at Thomas There's Henderson. a script in there somewhere, you know. Yeah. But you'd yeah. have to end before, the script would have to end uh, before you see them see them it's later. Like Tale of Two Cities and Prince and the Pauper and the Man in the Iron Mask and all that. Wow. Shit. Yeah, you really, you've run with that one. Good, good. Um, <laughs> any of these guitars work? Well, yeah, that, that one, I was actually going to suggest you might want to play that one. The uh, They both work, but the acoustic really actually sounds pretty much like a guitar but the high e doesn't do anything past a certain fret it's like something wrong with the uh um you, what you need is a problem solution with this thing yeah yeah i don't feel like tuning a guitar it's mostly in tune is it mostly in tune yeah and there's a pick sitting there if you want to uh, do that very, let me here let's pause it while you fuck with that real quick all right well to keep in with this highly caffeinated uh add thing we're doing here ward's gonna do a number for us so uh take her away uh, uh brother ward i mean we, what are we, are we doing that finger picky stuff let's do something like this is this song is called uh well first i need to file a piece of a uh, piece of my skin off okay you got a hanging hanging chair no nah, it's just that little little skin mm. oh the callus a little callus when it falls right. apart you know starts and you to... got nothing you just put some super glue in there that's you know, a... i try to avoid the super glue thing I, in a pinch yeah pinch. that works all right. Uh, let's try something. These are, I haven't really played this out. Oh, sweet Miranda, you've been lying to us forever. About how we hold our tongues and get along together. I got nothing to say, yeah, I'm saying it. I know justice and I know my rights. Yeah, that's a banging one. I know my rights. I know my rights. Seems like most anyone will do as long. Don't call the law. It seems like most anyone will do as long as they don't tag along. You can isolate yourself and spend another cold, lonely, hoary night. That's your right. That's your right. Any position on any scrimmage or any team or any game. As long as it ain't the high E. Oh man, you maybe lost lose my place now. <laughs> you can write your own prescription, but I fear it might take you away. Might take you from me forever. In the nibbles and in bites. That's your right. That's your right. <laughs> so I had this affliction that, uh, uh, had that I got that caramel tunnel syndrome in my left hand real bad. Caramel tunnel. 
got the caramel tunnel. It's, it's bad. There's too Curtis, much I'm not, sugar in these. I'm not messing around. Like it, it, my hand falls asleep. It's numb. I'm gonna try it's some not yogurt. The tendonitis, is it? Uh, no, I've had tendonitis too like, from chopping, and you've done this. Like yeah. you ever spend like all day uh, yeah. prepping, making brunoise, mirepoix. With me, it was picking up number ten cans with by palming the top of them. I got a real bad tennis elbow <laughs> from that shit. Believe it or not, <laughs> working at fucking depot. And, uh, okay. What are those number number three cans? Number ten cans. Ten. The cans. one, the big fat round top. What are the, you know, what's a three can? I can't remember. Uh, that's next size down. <laughs> Takeaway two. Yeah, don't uh, don't miss the. Uh, I miss the people. Don't miss no. Sometimes I miss the people and uh, don't miss the work. What the restaurant? The restaurant biz. biz. Yeah. Well, like I, I get, to, I still am involved in it on a certain level. I, I'm going around talking to the people i'm not there but you know the thing that i mean god damn it i'm so tired of talking to people when it's it's lunchtime and i know it's fucking lunchtime okay you don't have to flip out like you can't come in here during our lunch rush and talk to us like it's that the fucking world's gotta stop Come well on, think about it man. Yourself, it's, man. it's it's almost it's almost military like it's like um there's the there's the pleasant music listening preparation calm before the storm right, you know there's right. the setup oh, yeah. there's the yeah. the amicable yeah. the hanging out the talking the yeah, catching the up the fife and drums playing bing ding ding oh man who slept with who the night before <laughs> counting your evening uh, previous in drinks yeah. you know yeah. measured out like spoonfuls of sugar I think to, uh, I think uh, so. everybody is sour stomach and then and um and then uh, um all of a sudden the people come and yeah. you're running around like a dickhead and mm-hmm. all of your Good friends that you had such a wonderful time setting up with your cussing yeah. and, and, and shouldering and pushing, right? And then, you know, you do that for two hours. Mm-hmm. That, that the melee. Mm-hmm. And then everybody is, is, is uh, taciturn and, and, um, and to themselves mm-hmm. as, you're, as you're breaking down and it mm-hmm. starts to thin out. We've and then um, you have a couple of cocktails and everybody's buddies again. Yeah, so yeah. you do this web, this, this ebb and this flow, these waves that are just, oh man, it's tough. Turn the mic back into you. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, you don't have to get it too close. It seems to be pretty How about that? Better? That's good, yeah. Awesome. Uh, tough business, man. I don't, it is, I don't, I don't but it's that. so, the, the thing that part about it is everybody's business is tough. And like, I, I have worked in a few different kinds of companies and, and, and all of them, you get in this period of being in the weeds and you've got to deal with the crazy supply guys. That's the kitchen in the restaurant business. But in other business, it's the guys in the warehouse or right. whatever. Um, or the creative types at the uh, ad agency or whatever. You know, there's there are these sort of dichotomies. And those are the over. only four jobs that exist. That's right. Those are That's the ones. If, you, if you're not doing home. one of those things, then you're, 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 a, you're a loser. Right. You're unemployed. You're unemployed. So, but what I'm saying is like, it isn't the restaurant, people in the restaurant business trying to act like that's some really special and unique kind of work, but it really isn't that. Sure, 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 sure. I can tell you this, I've much more gravitated towards um, just even steady pace, you know, like skilled, 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 but just uh, even, even and and less. um, It doesn't have to be like that. Pendulous, less pendulous. You can, you can find if. You know, and, and if that's important to you in your life, you're worth it to find those jobs because I mm-hmm. promise they exist. Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, what are you doing? What are you? How, how are you? How are you eating? I'm I'm representing restaurant. Depot. You, you are. You yeah. are representing. I go around and I am sort of a diplomat. I'm not a salesman, but I get treated like one. Hmm. I, I I only just go in to say, are you aware that we exist? That you have a membership there. To have a membership is just to be a business basically and that we offer these things you know uh that we are a wholesaler you can go get you know one-stop shop for god it's like a little ad it is it's it's your own name drop because it is this podcast is brought to you by (laughs) restaurant depot because they pay my bills but when you came over here i was building a ragtag raised bed in my backyard out of found lumber nice and uh it looks like shit and my girlfriend was out there uh critiquing it because it's not aesthetically pleasing. It's well, bits we'll, of old floor joists. I'll joist. be the judge of that. We'll check that out yeah, after it's, after it's, the show. It's bits of old floor joists I found in the alley. Uh, That's great. Like uh, fence posts. That's 90% and, of my existence is, is right now is, uh, is uh, found old leftover, old old growth stuff and building building things. I like that shit, man. N- name drop. This is my name drop. Okay. This is, yeah. So uh, buy a table from me. A table? You making tables? I'm making tables right now. Like kitchen tables, tables and tables and, and shelves. I'm 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 trying right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stick to tables and shelves. What is it? What's the deal with them? I mean, I mean uh, just the old the wood, and old wood, about, some uh-huh. old oak. Um, 
you know, everybody wants some saw marks. They want some mm-hmm. saw marks, but they also want it dressed a little bit. It's got to be patinaed. Right. You it's got. It's got a hint. It's got to be redolent of the oldness. It doesn't. Right. It can't. It can't bask in it. You know. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, I've been doing a lot. I've been doing solid wood carpentry, trying to not build boxes out of plywood, trying to not do just cabinetry. It's fun. Just, uh, just like your your uh, your backyard bed of of found right. found lumber. And I am really, I, I really dig uh, scavenging. For stuff that people aren't using and making it's hard now it. because everybody's scavenging. Yeah. You know, it's uh, there's slim pickings. There is, but I mean, look look at this fucking television right here. That is, I, some, my next door neighbors moved out and gave me it's that thing. It old weighs, growth Sony. Yeah, old growth Sony with tubes in it. It's fucking. It weighs two hundred pounds. Sure, easily, and it's got a really nice picture on it. Yeah, there's like um. Well, you know, these things have like a lighthouse glass in them. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, it's, it's like crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it, it could be um, it could be a fish, an aquarium. When I'm who that's that, that's shit. you know people that's that's so Been done. That's not steampunk. That's uh, what is that? That's uh, it's eighties uh, new wave steampunk is what that is. Yeah, eighties new wave steampunk. Yeah, the, so put it 80s? in a put it in a silver trinitron. Mm-hmm. The right right so retro, but only partially. So you but you went out to New York and dicked around for a while. Were there any? Um, exciting uh or or i don't know were there any epiphanies had or you did you get any that you did you like yeah one of them was that uh that um i missed richmond truly like yeah i was cussing richmond kind of kicked me in the dick and it wasn't it wasn't exactly that but you know i i was once a homeowner that worked out poorly oh you were oh yeah 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 Oh, uh, just just over the hill on Fulton Hill. Were you a uh, mortgage um, like, mortgage paying? No, I mean, were you? Did you get yours during that period where they were giving one to just about anybody? Pretty much, and paid too much for it, and right. um, and uh, it was anyway. But let's just say that I was uh, I was enjoying being uh, kind of wandering, and mm-hmm. uh, but I miss Richmond, man, and it's um, I miss a. Uh, uh, I miss a Richmond summer. I'm looking forward to a summertime because it was a long, cold winter for you all and oh, me. Oh yeah, it yeah. was that was crazy. Come on, yeah, it was. I, I thought I was escaping that shit coming back here from Minnesota. <laughs> it wasn't. Minnesota had it real bad, but it was cold and dark here this winter. Yeah, the cold, dark, the, the seasonal affective disorder. You got to watch out for those initials. You realize you miss Richmond, but you, are you telling me that nothing like kind of New York? Uh, Man, New York is just. Like, it's just fucking happened to you while you. Mm, no, just um, you know, I, I, I pitched a couple of commercials. That was pretty fun. Wrote some commercials uh-huh. that were not chosen, but you know, you get a demo fee. So I was working for these couple of these music houses. That was kind of fun. Uh, um, which I hopefully will continue. You know, that's sort of as a catch as catch can basis. You don't really call them up, right? They sort of call you uh, in in sort of in the in your in the style of your demo tape you've given them and say, hey, would you like to pitch this? We'll pay you this much. That was pretty dope. Um, you know, you know what? Uh, busking by yourself in a subway is naked. It's naked. It's a great way to. Uh, you did that, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a ton, and believe me, the money ain't that good. But it's better if you're by yourself, not having to share. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> man, that, that kind of that kind of you know what that sort of sums up New York. Like, it's great to be up there and busking by yourself as long, but you know, because you don't have to share. And there's really. Not that people, not that there's not a support group of people up there, but there are cliques and there are little fraternities and sororities going on up there, and yeah. there are your uh, obviously your hip neighborhoods, and and everybody has their group of friends that are from their school or from their hometown or that you kind of assimilate, you know, get with. But, How long were you there? You know, off and on for two years, about two years, and uh, but really, I was gone as much as I was. I mean, I, yeah. I just happened to be sleeping there and and, and working. It was really sort of. Just did, well, so, did you find when you got up there that it wasn't what you thought? It was? I mean, it, no, it, it was exactly what I thought it was. All right, it's. I mean, but you know, but it was just. It was. It's hard to work in. It's. It is. It's. New York's fucking awesome. It's a playground for adults. Yeah, it's a playground for adults and um, and uh, dating apps and mm-hmm. uh, and expensive cocktails. That's it. beautiful bridges. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but there's some beautiful bridges up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I seen him. I stood on one of them and watched the fireworks one year, and and uh, and I had a practice space underneath another one there at one point. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were up there for a while. I was. Did there. you ever live with my sister? 
Did you ever live with Emily? Kind of. We didn't. Not exactly. Susan Wheelahan was yeah. my roommate, and Emily was over quite a bit, and we were all like a group of people that occasionally ran into each other. And there was Betsy too. It was like Emily's Betsy and Susan. There still is a Betsy, by the way. She's Betsy, still. She's Mag- still with the us. fuck is her name? Uh, she's married now. She got some other. But I would hang out with them sometimes. And Emily, Marty, what is I don't know her. Um, what the heck is Betsy's last name? Magley is no, 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 no. I don't know. But when we had a when Susan lived with me, I was going to tell you this earlier. We had this party in our apartment, and our apartment was at like this was the living room. Is this big? Is this room? And then like you the know, party so we, was this big. Well, most of it was in a hallway like that. This room, and you know, a couple of rooms. Like we had a kitchen and a living room. And, and then our bedroom was really small, but we filled that fucking place with like a hundred people. It was like a, a, a two and a half bedroom uh, apartment with a living room and a, and a very small living room, like, you know, big enough for a futon and a, another couch. But anyway, it was packed with people. I think it was a shared birthday party. Like, when is Emily's birthday? Oh, God, don't ask me my sister's birthday. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. November 7th. Okay, so it was either a shared Susan and Emily birthday because their birthdays are around the same time. Anyway, we had a shit ton of people in there. And she kept trying to play something on my stereo, Emily. And I was trying to play something else. And I think she was trying to play James Brown, I remember. And it was not, it was like, you know, really obvious James Brown. And I didn't want to hear that shit. And I kept trying to turn it off. And at some point, it involved somebody throwing wine on somebody in like a glass. She, I think, I don't know there what was a wine glass she fight? She slapped the shit out of me is basically what happened. She rang my bell, man. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know what? That's, we were that's friends. I mean, that's another know. thing. Like New York, I know uh, it. It makes you. Uh, it does. It does things to people, especially young ladies, and, and especially young men too. But we're talking. But we're talking about. We're talking about ladies. Um. There. It, it makes you. It makes you a, a very. Uh, I guess some would say in a negative context, brazen and um and. Well, you Bossy, a, but you, also you it, it sturdies you up. It yeah. sturdies, sturdies, sturdies. You, you have to assert yourself. Sturdies the ladies up in other. a way that sometimes can be a little alpha, you know. Um, well, and it gets it gets women who were like if they were from here and they were pretty chill with guys just being guys and not having to provide anything for them. <laughs> they get real serious about partners being solvent <laughs> and like so really you're, you're somewhere. blaming it on those sons of bitches for having jobs well i mean new york it, motivation people, women get real serious goals. about that because they don't want to support anybody and they don't want anybody it, women, women just want to be with with somebody with goals well, yeah. after college i mean right and, before, and new york speeds up that process it makes it, it cuts the fucking it, there is no luxury uh, of fucking around up there like there is here. Uh, so things. Get well, that's another like, thing. You know, I, I've also I've, I've I've come to realize how much I value my sort of uh, sort of take my time. You know, mm-hmm. the take my time, and yeah. um, being on your own schedule. Yeah, man, and it's you know, it's, I I have I haven't yeah I know folk down here. I can say relatively self-employed um, in Richmond, Virginia. New York City, it's just constant work to live. It's work to live. It's uh-huh. work to live. And uh, but you're right. I mean, it, like uh, that's I guess what I'm was asking. I mean, and I, three I times. what work to live. I had to say it three oh, times. It I had three. to iterate. Work to live. Work to live. Make sure that it's just that's it. that's a that's a bummer way to live your life. That's well for some people love it. And that oh is, hell yeah, you know, and <laughs> bummer for me to live my right, life, bro. You're a women wine and song type. You know, like give me a, give me a loaf of bread and a jug of wine and a guitar and. Not necessarily you know? in that order, mm-hmm. but I like. Look, I was talking about those Waynesboro guys before, and like when I was just before I moved to New York, I graduated from college, and I was chilling around Richmond, and I had some, I had a solid job, and I never felt like anybody cared what I did for a job. Oh. Like we were all just friends. Everybody, that's that's Kyle, that's Ward, that's Susan. We were all just nobody came to, up to you at a party and said, "What do you do?" You know, and and sized you up like that. It was like we we're all sort of on this even playing field of sure, being. Sure. Well, whatever. you're also talking about the romance and the glory of of twenty something youth. Well, you I know? think it's still like that around here. Nobody asked you that question, really. True. Until, but up there, they ask you that question right off the fucking That's, bat. Yeah, and yeah. if you don't have a good answer for that, majority of people move on. That's the like the end. It's of like the in Los Angeles, what do you what do you drive? Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, that's a real culture shock for us more laid back kind of you know, slow down Richmond town kind of people that have to deal with suddenly being valued like that or not valued like that to like, yeah, but I tell you what, I would have loved to have, I would have loved to have been up there and, uh, had a chance to get, um, some of those buildings just to squat and or rent cheaply, like right there in Williamsburg on Broadway, there was a bunch right by the diner and 
all along the water, all that stuff that got torn down to build mm-hmm. all those high rises that yeah, are there yeah. now. There was I that was there was a time that you could have gotten in cheap, cheap and Let's enjoyed. get in cheap here. Where? Where the hell do you do it? We were talking about this earlier. Well, where like, where are these places? Okay, so real close to Richmond is getting pretty uh people are buying it up even if they're not doing anything with it yet. But there are all of these other towns. Like I was in Hopewell the other day and like that's not far away and there's a real interesting old kind of downtowny you know there's a new there's a new uh, petersburg is like there's that. a new theater in hopewell and yeah. uh, they the were fun. actually hosting what some big psychedelic fur the psych furs yeah. i was just i, I like there to saw i like that to. shit oh you saw the show i didn't see the show i saw they were gearing up for it and i saw that theater there's a lot of these old townships i don't know like 50s 40s kind of things all around like either this town or all around you know, twenty miles out, like Chester, right. Hopewell, uh, sure. Petersburg. Petersburg is much older than that, of course. But uh, and they didn't get burnt in the Civil War, so they've got a lot more of the older buildings yeah, down there by the river. I'm, I'm leery of that kind of development, and I'll tell you why. Because I don't know. I did a bunch of work down there for years. Mm-hmm. I was working for a buddy contractor in, in a house in construction. Yeah, and air, um, and uh, man, it's. It's tough. There's a lot of holes to fill in, if you know what I'm saying. There's these little areas of development, but um, let's just say that maybe I don't have a whole lot of faith in this, the, the commercialized civic planning that's going on well, in this you, country right, right now. And if they're have... all, all the neighborhood associations are on the boards, are right. all construction company owners, are all real estate agents, are all you know they're all it's it's. It's a lot of sm- it sucks. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. And and what True. I'm saying is, God bless them for for have, for improving neighborhoods. And hell yeah, but it's I mean at least it, well it, like and I'm not talking about I don't know. I mean it, I think the pressure that needs to be put on the people that are doing that because they want to build something that looks like short pump town center and, uh, and, and mall and, town mall USA ta- yeah town, down here mall town mall in, in this farmers market and. Why is it that they wouldn't just invest in the existing buildings and all the structures that are down there and and you know do whatever has to be done to them? I don't understand that, and and I just feel like I'll tell you why because they're a bunch of criminals. They burn right. down buildings down there to get you know like right. if, if you got a couple of years ago if you got in your way you're, you you you'd, there'd be Italian lightning you know I mean it, it they're criminals is why well and there is a guy one guy who owns a shit ton of those buildings down there and runs a shit Italian ton of nothing against Italians there. and their lightning okay because the rain falls on people in Spain or something but here's the thing is that like we are able like I think and I see it going on as far as protesting this stadium thing and, and getting a groundswell of people together to do a first Friday all of these people, all of us that like to complain about—is there not a first Friday anymore? There is. And I'm, what I'm saying is, all of us that like to complain and be outraged by—and I'm uh, what what is being done by the city and the various business people—we just need to get together and provide an all, something else. Like get enough people together to can push against that because it's like unionize. You know, you got like you have to get organized and and not protest what they're doing. But create something else. Uh, yeah, and, and come something. right, come to them and say. Because I was thinking about saying this. Like, look, instead of spending all this money renovating this shit, create a program where anybody who wants to open a business down there, all kinds of different businesses that would draw people down there to shop that already like the city, not the kind of people they're trying to draw back to the city that already have town centers on South Side and in. Middle, way out of Midlothian and, and fucking really Is this a real live proposition that they're considering doing that? Like yes, the farms? plans have been released. They were on people were so they've been submitted Facebook. for bid or they bid on it. Yeah, it's it's they're just they're just trying to you know basically get the budget approved for it and they want to build a, a stadium down there and they want to take over the farmers market and make a plaza and put some new buildings in the middle of that. It's just shit that's straight up typical. Like you know, it's miles and miles of it out in out outside the city so instead okay first you know there's like three there's like three companies and i saw there's a magazine for it i went when i was dropping off a rent check in one of those uh overly air-conditioned um <clears throat> shaded houses or uh, buildings on short pump there's a, there's an industry that is you know that just ma- builds town centers of course right and there's yeah, like yeah. three major i can't remember it's bergman morrison myers and 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 you know some Dutch company that is that's construction excavation everything mm-hmm. they do front front they do front to back like it's totally integrated they do everything and uh, three major companies are doing that and that's like that's 
that's cra- that's crazy. They have their own industry magazine on on the pros- on, Look, and I understand on prospects what those, and I pitches. understand what those fucking guys are doing. <laughs> like, if you're a, um, if you want a political career and you want to, you know, move up in the fucking ranks, you need shit like this on your resume. And it's very but, popular. Uh, you know, it's a it's a very popular major in schools as well. The civic civic engineering, civic civic planning. Oh civic, yeah, uh-huh. that's a that's a new one. Remember, it's like that's the. Um, I think my cousin's the, the, the consulting is. business analyst uh, um, of of the of the nineties. That's that's our new. So the the thing is, is like planning. Well, I mean, I guess there's like I got the book around here, the Richmond, the story of the city, and it's like William Byrd. You know, like it, it, I'm at the part where they're talking about how the I lots, wish I knew more about it. That's the thing to do. How the that's lots were laid to do list. You know, like I mean. Carey Street was C Street, you know, like the, I, they have, have this original map, you know, and, the, and those numbered streets up there, that's originally what it was. I mean, it went A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then they started numbering around where 17th Street was actually 1st Street, and they started laying out the lots going up to Churchill and whatever. So that was civic planning. I mean, some guy who, for whatever fucking reason, like came down here and said, this is mine's, you know, like his dad and like a few other people just claimed this area and were off and i guess given the go-ahead by the queen at the time and they just started saying okay you can buy this hunk of land for me and you you know lay it out and do whatever it's, so it did start like that but i just the old fairfax land grant it's here have this right right yeah and i mean it's crazy it is crazy and 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 the same i feel like you know what we what we need to recognize is that that like the version of it they're trying to do now stifles business it's like dropping a brick on an ant colony doesn't anybody and just know that it's ugly it's just ugly they don't give a shit no yeah. but it's ugly yeah it is but i mean the people who want to do business the tenants everybody wants to deal with this nobody wants to go into a you know a 19th century building down there and rewire it and have to do all that shit they can just build this thing with the fucking metal joists and like Run the wires inside it. Metal and fiberglass. Yeah, it's all brand new and it's all ready to go. And and you know, yet what our brand is this kind of funky old beat up River City thing, and we really just need to shore that. I think we just need to shore that shit up. And and I think you know, we need. A, I think we need a Dave and Buster's downtown. Mm-hmm. Also, I'll, I would accept the Starbucks down there. <laughs> No. <laughs> hey, listen, man! I gotta go uh, yeah, feed yeah. the people. Right I gotta go hang time. out with Manny Mendez. Are you and, going uh, to work at Cuba Cuba tonight? I'm at Cuba. Come, come! Oh wait, yeah, this will long. This be, is long not have a been radio played. Show. <laughs> this is will long have been. Uh, I will long be done at Cuba. Yeah, that shift will be over. But um, we can go look at my uh, backyard. Uh, no, um, you know what, Entendre. Hey, <laughs> when are you uh, uh, posting this thing? Because 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 we got a Los that's got a clap. We oh, got yeah. a Los, we got Los Ramones show happening uh, Monday Cinco the Cinco de Mayo. That's a, that's the fifth of May. I'll post, it, I'll post it before that. And close yeah, to that. yeah. So that'll be fun. Los Ramones. Hey, can you do one of those real quick before we go? Are you kidding me? Hell no. Come on, do you know one? Come on. I can't. I don't know any of the songs. Yeah, but they're I, fucking downstroke. Like you could do Blitzkrieg. Uh, I can't. I, I can't. can play. I, you could play. Um, you know what? The, it's, what is your We're version in of Blitzkrieg? Is this oh, like no, no, Relampago, which means lightning. Uh, uh-huh. So it's because the Blitzkrieg the is the, the lightning attack, right, right? Right, right. And so that one's called Relampago. Relampago? Basically, Los Ramones is uh, me cussing and um, and going, in Oye, Spanish. chica, mamacita, oye, me, and, and, and playing a lot the lascivious, a lot of Spanglish, a lot of kitchen Spanish, and uh, just just uh, hollering obscenities and, um, and very, very loose translations of... Uh, Ramones tunes. It's fun. It's dumb. Come on out. Ten yeah, o'clock. Yeah. We'll play exactly in, 52 minutes. In Suboka, which means in your mouth. In your mouth. All right. right. So peace. Thanks, Ward, for coming over. That was crazy. Fun. Pleasant. Caffeine. Pleasant surprise. Yeah. Not you. I mean, just to be, being able to finally do this after we've been yeah, talking we did about get it. Yeah, we did get it done. That's talking right. Talking about it for, for uh, six, three months, two months. It's been a while. Yeah, you, when you, uh, you texted me when I was on the John one day and said, let's do this podcast. I remember that. You didn't know I was on the John, but... I just it. I remember it that way. Now I was I had my phone in my hand. Now I'll always think of you. <laughs> Do I have an identified ring? What's my ring? Oh, it's the same ring for everybody. Right. We'll work on. I haven't that. done that yet. Let's go look at your garden. Okay, bye. Let's go look at your garden. You wish. Actually, I got a, I got a pretty nice little. Well, it's not really nice. I got a garden though. It's some. It's some ragtag 
ghetto ass slap together shit, man. Back there, I got a little raised bed I made out of wood that I found in the yard. Stop me if you've heard this one before. I, I knocked it together, nailed it together, and I dumped a few bags of soil in there. And then we went to the Forest Hill Farmer's Market, Morgan and me, and we bought Morgan and I. That's correct. We went and we bought some plants. We had to have organic seedlings, like never had no pesticides on them. And planted those. We got some various lettuces and tomatoes and things, nasturgeon. And they're growing back there, and there's these fucking bugs that keep nibbling on them. Before the bugs started nibbling on them, something was digging them up, and it's pissing me off. I also planted a shit ton of grass seed back there. It's just starting to come in right now. It looks like uh, Christian Bale's head in American Hustle, but it's coming along. It's filling in. I might have to go get a toupee or two, a rug of grass, and I really even it out. But uh, for now, I'm going to let it try to go grow natch the hair plugs with the with the grass seeds the chia chia, chia. and then what else um about the plan oh yeah so i've been fighting bugs and i sprayed natural soap on it to try to keep the bugs from eating it but now i know why people use pesticides see so how we got away from organic because it's fucking irritating to plant your plants and to watch them grow and then go out there and see little holes nibbled in them and then there's the squirrels fucking with shit and the birds fucking with shit so i decided i would get my grandfather's old BB gun and shit up on a porch and pop a squirrel when it got close and pop a bird when they get close and then I just started popping them for no reason and started being like a nasty little creepy uh, one of those Joffrey type kids just shooting the birds but I shot one of the birds and it squawked in pain and I felt really bad so that's bad karma for me I shouldn't have done that now I'm in trouble oh well Hopefully, maybe I can go out there and make amends to the bird. I'll make I go get us some seed, and I'll fill up. I'll make a uh, bird feeder. I'll be a bird feeder and and a bird fountain, and we'll be friends again. And I'll let it slide. Stupid birds. Stay out of my place.